Five Minutes with Phil, a daily devotion for people on the go. Brought to you by Tabor Church. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Five Minutes with Phil. Hi, everybody. We are back with our uh, next round of uh, interviews. And uh, today we have Lisa Stewart with us. And I'm going to have Lisa introduce herself and let everybody know who she is. So hi, Lisa. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. I'm Lisa. I've been a nurse for the last 10 years. And I'm a wife and a mom of four kids. And we have a blended family. You as a nurse right now, are you are you busier than normal? Or are you about the same? I'm... Generally speaking, over the last month, it's been excessively more busy than usual. I work in an outpatient clinic. And so I'm not dealing with people who are actually infected with coronavirus face-to-face. It's more on the preventative side of medicine where you're leading and guiding people who might need to seek out care for COVID-19 or um, people who are on the other side of things where they're most likely not affected by the virus, but they need care for other things. And so outpatient nursing allows people to uh, basically try to prevent admissions and prevent ER visits whenever possible. That's good. So Lisa, what advice would you give to people as a, as a nurse that are kind of living in amongst these times of chaos and disorder? Well, I think everyone's already heard, wash your hands. And that one's definitely true. The key there is to um, wash, like put the hands under the water first. Then add the soap and make sure you're sudsing for a complete 15 seconds by counting 1, 1,000, 2, 1,000, 3, 1,000, whereas some people just kind of scrub and go or they add soap and then they add a smidgen of water and then they only scrub for, you know, maybe five to six seconds. You're still getting rid of some of the germs and bacteria, but you're not necessarily going to wash away some of the viruses and other germs and bacteria that hang on longer. The stronger the germ or virus or bacteria, the longer it takes to scrub off your hand. So when you get to that 13th, 14th, and 15th second, that's when you're getting rid of the really nasty germs. That's helpful. I mean, because actually that's the that's the most I've ever even heard the explanation of why the longer time, right? 15, 20 seconds, even like, well, why? I mean, isn't gonna go away after five or you know, but Thank you for that explanation. So how is it that we can pray for nurses, doctors, medical teams? I mean, are there things that are specific or is it just, you know, helping them, you know, praying for strength for them? I I firmly feel that prayer is the strongest way to support anyone in any way. I've had a few patients over the last few weeks tell me on the phone that they're praying for us, you know, as a healthcare team. And that's been very meaningful for me. Some people have made homemade signs and stuck them outside where I work, and I just love that. And I, uh, I received a handwritten thank you note today. I helped a patient last week through a pretty serious situation that was not related to this uh, COVID virus, and she was just really grateful. And it's, it's those little things that make a big difference. People writing cards, saying I'm praying for you over the phone, you know, like when you're just talking to a nurse or another medical person on the phone. I mean, there's also been a lot of coordinated efforts to donate masks like N95s 
and things like that to medical personnel. Of course, they have to be in sealed packages and things like that. And that, of course, is also very helpful. Also, kids have come by and drawn with sidewalk chalk on the sidewalk outside the hospital. I mean, it can really be something simple. It doesn't have to be a huge coordinated effort. But I mean, I've been in healthcare for 14 years, 10 of those as a nurse, and I've never had people write encouraging messages on the uh, sidewalk outside my job. It just, it brings a smile to my face and that um, amongst the stress that's involved in healthcare right now, it's sweet to know that there are kids thinking of us. And that's obviously, very cool. Do. Right. I haven't never seen that before. I mean, I also haven't been in healthcare, but I've never seen that happen before with that kind of, you know, kind of outpouring of, of uh, support. And I love it. So tell me, what would you say God's teaching you right now? Well, this last month in particular has been filled with a lot of changes. And of course, that takes a lot of effort to adjust one's attitude to come from a positive perspective when dealing with very strong situations that can change every 12 to 24 hours. And I actually woke up on Monday morning and I could hear graduation music in my head over and over and over again. And the word that I felt like God was giving me was commencement. And I remembered that 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 means the beginning. And I was like, well, it's Monday and we're headed into one of what could be a very hard week for our entire country, what what could commencement or the beginning of something possibly be? And I've been praying about it throughout the week. And there was actually a hailstorm last night. I'm sure many of you are aware. And then there was um, a lot of rain. And there's also been a lot of tree removal. So as I walked down the street after work today, I realized that there's a lot of physical pruning going on around me. And then I remembered about that Bible verse that refers to God pruning. And so I looked it up and it says, John 15, 2, every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes it so that it may bear more fruit. And it's really the second half of that verse that really sticks with me is that there has been a lot of fruit in us as humans and in the society. And it feels like the way I can approach this from a positive standpoint is that there is some pruning going on and pruning is painful. But at the same time, there are going to be these opportunities to start afresh. And what our world will look like after this virus has affected us so much will be based on the decisions we make going forward about how we treat each other and what we want our society to look like as a whole. So the things that we care about, we have an opportunity to invest in them now and kind of in a way reshape the way our interactions are and our physical cities and towns look like. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I don't love pruning. Let me, don't get me wrong. Like nobody really loves to be pruned, but but I love the idea that this can be something as a fresh, like something new, instead of just thinking, how can we recycle what was already there? Um, but actually thinking about what that means to have something new come from this. I love that that concept and kind of 
new life, you know, we're talking about spring. So new life springs up. Um, I mean, God's saying, hey, there's things that even though we might be going through this right now, that we're going to have an opportunity to see something new. So that's what I'm working on sort of <laughs> to this week is, you know, what new things is God working on and what old things have been washed away so that new things can come into existence. That's some great insight. I really like that. And then I think it'll be great insight for our listeners too, that they would be able to say, this is an ideal right now for a lot of people, but we can kind of see that God is, you know, he's still working. So they're still in that process, but what's the new thing that's going to come? And mm-hmm. we, have a, we have a chance to shape that. Anything else that you wanted to be able to share with everybody before we... Uh, let you go on with the rest of your day? <laughs> well, I mentioned hand washing, but I, I someone explained the whole mask thing to me very well recently because the surgical masks and homemade masks have somewhat limitability to protect the person who's wearing them because they're not in 95 masks. However, if you were to have, let's say, a grocery store full of people, if all of the people in the grocery store are wearing these light masks that may not be doing 100% protection, then my mask protects the people I'm nearby and their masks protect me. So I do believe that wearing homemade masks, scarf, you know, simple surgical masks to the grocery store when you're pumping gas, things like this can make a real difference in terms of slowing this virus down. And also to add on a positive tip, the numbers I'm looking at indicate that Illinois is doing a very good job of flattening the curve. Obviously, we haven't hit our peak yet but it sounds like it's coming earlier than we thought it was, which means that we're doing an excellent job, which means everyone out there who's staying home and keeping social distancing, what you're doing is working and we're limiting our risk in terms of our healthcare system being overwhelmed. So good job, everybody, and keep doing it. And keep doing it until you hear otherwise. (laughs) Yes. Not till you think it's okay. <laughs> well, I appreciate your in, your insight and uh, also the information that you shared about both hands and masks. And and uh, I, th- I think it's all good things that we're both learning and how we can see growth from there. So I appreciate your time and uh, we will be talking to you later. Maybe we can have you on the, on the, on the podcast again. Uh, If you have some more information you'd like to share, insights, we'd love to have you back again. Have a good one, and we will see you soon. Sounds good. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that interview today. Lisa's a great resource to be able to have, um, to be able to seek out, especially in these times of trying to figure out how to maintain distance. So we'll be back again tomorrow with another interview, and uh, looking forward to having your responses and your reactions to it all. All right, everybody, take care. Be well. See you tomorrow.